Your primary bathroom is one of the most expensive rooms when you're building or renovating your home. So you kind of want to make sure you really think about what you want in this room before you start designing it. And if you're anything like me, I'm pretty sure you want to design a functional primary bathroom that works perfectly for the way you live. So in this episode, I'm sharing nine tips to help you design your own functional and beautiful primary bathroom. But I want you to always keep in mind during this episode, but also anytime you're designing your home, this is your bathroom. This is your home. So you can design it in any way that makes sense for your family. You're listening to the Before You Build podcast. If you're dreaming of building a custom home or you're ready to start planning right now, This show is your one-stop shop for actionable home building tips that will help you design a home that makes your family and your wallet happy for years to come. I'm Carrie, a Midwestern mom who designed my own custom home from the ground up, inside and out. I cracked the code on how to bring my dream home to life while sticking very close to budget. And now I'm here to teach you everything I learned along the way so that you too end up with a cozy, beautiful home that is perfect for your family. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome back to the Before You Build podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Barker, aka Caroline on Design. And today in episode 39, we're talking all about designing a functional primary bathroom that works perfectly for the way you and your family live. First, I'll give you a quick overview of what exactly a primary bathroom is, and then we'll go into the nine tips to design a functional primary bathroom. And just in case you missed it, two episodes ago, which I believe is episode 37, we covered nine tips to design a functional kitchen. So you might want to go back and listen to that one after you listen to this episode because it has some great tips as well. Now, these topics, kitchen and bathroom design, are just a couple of the many things that we cover inside my Before You Build group coaching program. So if you're planning on building a home and you want help making sure that you get to the end of your build and you absolutely love your home and it's perfect for your family and it's close to budget, the Before You Build program was created for you. So you can learn more about this program at carolineondesign.com backslash before dash dash build. Okay, let's get into it and start by talking about what a primary bathroom is. So a primary bathroom is the bathroom that is connected to the main bedroom in the house. It's where the homeowners typically sleep, the parents, the couple, whatever it might be. Collectively, the attached main bedroom, bathroom, and closet are referred to as the primary suite. And As you probably know, this used to be called the master bathroom, the master bedroom, the master suite. Now, these terms are still commonly used, but the terms primary bathroom and primary suite and primary bedroom are now the preferred terms to use in the design, construction, and real estate industry. Or if you're just talking about your home, it's really the preferred term. Okay, so that's what a primary bathroom is. How do you design a functional primary bathroom. I'm going to give you a lot of information within these nine tips because I want you to feel confident when you go to create a functional oasis for your primary suite. 
but you don't need to take notes because you can find everything we're going to talk about in the show notes for this episode. And there will be a link to the show notes in this episode's description. Some of the tips I'm sharing are in question form, while others are in statement form, but no matter what form they're in, they all fall under the umbrella of how to design a functional bathroom. So let's start with the first tip, and this is a big one. It's a multi-layered tip. Tip one is your primary bathroom layout is the foundation for designing a functional primary bathroom. And that might be a little confusing. This is a lengthy tip. We're going to go through a lot. But what I'm referring to is that your layout is what's going to determine how functional this room is. It's not the design materials you choose, although that that can be helpful. But your layout is going to determine how functional this room is for your use. When you look in the show notes, you're going to see a lot of bullet points under this tip one. I'm just going to go through them now. But again, you can go to the show notes and have all this information at your fingertips. But let's just go through these because these are really things that you're going to want to consider before you start designing your bathroom. When deciding how to design a functional primary bathroom, there are some things I want you to consider. And you can find these all in the show notes so you don't need to take notes. You're going to find them in bullet point format, but I'm just going to go through them here on this podcast episode. First thing is that you need to determine how and by whom your primary bathroom will be used. Think about how many people will be using the bathroom and design with this number in mind. And I know usually a primary bathroom is just used by two people, maybe one, depending on who lives in that room. But I know in my household for years, I've been in my house 10 years and probably for the first seven or eight years, we all showered in the primary bathroom. My girls did and I did, my husband did, we all used that bathroom. I don't know why, because both girls have their own bathroom, but they just liked our shower better. So when we designed our bathroom, we made sure it was useful for multiple users at a time. So some of the things that make it more useful for multiple users are double sinks, a private toilet area, a large shower if you plan to have your toddlers or your young children shower with you, plenty of storage for everyone's toiletries and your linens. Those are just some things to think about. Another thing to consider when you're designing your primary bathroom is whether or not you want your closet connected to the bathroom. So you kind of have the option you can connect the closet to the bathroom or directly to the bedroom. And people are really mixed on this one. So just go with what is best for you and your family. I personally prefer to have our closet attached to the bathroom so that we can easily just get clothes when we're getting ready or my husband's not coming in and out of the bedroom in the morning when I'm trying to sleep and he's trying to get ready. So that's just something to think about. There is no right or wrong way to do it. It's totally up to you. Another thing to consider is your storage needs. Do you need a linen closet or a linen cabinet? How much room do you need to store your toiletries and hair care items? Do you want somewhere to throw dirty clothes in your bathroom, like a custom hamper or just a freestanding hamper? One little fun tip is that if you're doing custom cabinetry in your primary bathroom, 
you can get pretty creative and create spaces to maximize your storage. The next thing to think about is your sinks. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you just want one sink or do you want two separate sinks? If you have plenty of space in your primary bathroom, I highly recommend two sinks so two of you can comfortably get ready at the same time. In my bathroom, we didn't have an option to separate our vanities and put them on separate walls, but we did add a cabinet between our sinks and that creates separation. And I love this. We have my husband's side and we have my side. So that really works well for us. Couple more things to consider. Do you want a spa-like large shower or do you want more of a small functional shower? Do you want a large bathtub or maybe no tub? Do you want a separate toilet area for privacy? This is something I highly recommend if you have enough space in your bathroom. And if you have a little extra space, you can do some fun things. Like I said, if you're doing custom cabinetry, you can add a makeup vanity, seating area. You can do a custom built-in hamper. You can do custom glass cabinet doors. You can do whatever you want and it can be really fun. Okay, so that was the first tip. It was a big one. It was your primary bathroom layout is the foundation for designing a functional primary bathroom. Again, head to the show notes for all of those things that I want you to think about as you're thinking about how to design a functional space for your family. The second tip is a question. It's how big should a primary bathroom be? And honestly, there is no fixed rule as to how big a primary bathroom should be. However, the trend continues to be large and luxurious. Primary bathrooms are typically about the size of a small bedroom, which is around 10 feet by 12 feet, but they can range from teeny tiny to humongous. It just really depends on how much space you have. The deciding factor for how big your primary bathroom will be is obviously how much space you have in your floor plan to allow for the bathroom. The good news is that even if you don't have much space and you're going to have the small primary bathroom, it can still feel very luxurious and like an oasis depending on the finishes you choose. So you can still create a very calming spa-like feel regardless of the size. Okay, the third tip is to create a consistent design flow throughout your primary suite. When you're designing your primary bathroom, keep the design aesthetic consistent with both your primary bedroom and your closet. These three rooms, for lack of a better word, are all connected. So maintain a cohesive flow in your color scheme, your hardware finishes, and your cabinet colors. One little caveat, if you paint your bedroom a bold color, I do recommend that you paint your bathroom a neutral color. Don't continue that bold color into your bathroom. I tried that once and it was terrible. We had to repaint it right away. So you can bring in pops of your bedroom color in your bathroom towels and and other bathroom accents. If you have a red wall, which would be pretty bold in your bedroom, and you love red, have red towels. Don't paint the walls red in your bathroom. Okay, so the fourth tip is how to design a timeless primary bathroom. And just like our first tip, there are some bullet points that you can find in the show notes, but I'm going to go over them. They're basically sub tips for how to design a timeless primary bathroom. First thing is stick to classic fixture colors as opposed to bold and trendy colors. So when I say classic fixture colors, I mean nickel or silver, 
black, oil-rubbed bronze, or brass. Don't choose anything super crazy and trendy. Another thing is to choose traditional cabinet colors like white, gray, white oak, or espresso, as opposed to bold and trendy colors like pink or green, things like that. Another thing is choose neutral tiles that will stand the test of time. Choose neutral wall colors such as white, gray, tan, beige, so that you don't feel like you want to change it often. Although paint can be fairly easily changed, but I recommend you just choose kind of a neutral wall color. Now, you can go trendy in some areas, and the best places to do that anywhere in your house are the things that are easy to change. So go trendy in your textiles, like your rugs, your towels, your shower curtains, because these things are going to be so much easier to change in the future as opposed to your cabinet color or your tiles. You can easily change out rugs, towels, and shower curtains. Okay, tip five, another question. Does a primary bathroom need a bathtub? Quick answer is no. Many primary bathrooms do have a bathtub, but in recent years, more and more people have gone away from the big tubs in their primary suites. As long as you have at least one tub somewhere in your house, you can eliminate having a tub in your primary bathroom if you don't want one. It's not a big deal. I don't have a tub in my primary bathroom because in our old house, we had one of those huge built-in, just kind of tacky tubs, and we rarely used it, actually. I maybe used it two or three times in the six years we lived there, so we just eliminated it from our bathroom in this house. But in order to appease potential future buyers, when we do sell our house, we did want to allow the option for people to have a tub. So we left some space in our bathroom that's big enough for a freestanding tub. And we had rough plumbing installed under the tile in the bathroom. So if somebody buys the house and wants a tub, they are good to go. They just need to probably rip up the tile, but the plumbing's under there. So they are good to go. In the meantime, we just have a bench in that spot and that works perfect for us. So if you're concerned about the future resale of your home, you can just do what we did and leave some space in your bathroom for a freestanding tub. Go ahead and do some rough and plumbing. And then when you sell your house, you can let potential buyers know that that's an option for them. Okay, tip six is your primary bathroom lighting considerations. At the minimum, you can expect to have at least one overhead light fixture as well as sconces or an over mirror lighting in your primary bathroom. And if you have a separate toilet room, which I recommend if you have enough space, you're gonna wanna add a bathroom fan with a light in there. And if your bathroom is large, I also recommend installing recessed lighting around the perimeter of the room, which is can lighting. And my personal preference, I don't know if you're like this, but I always recommend adding dimmers on all lighting in your bathroom, really all lighting in your house, because dimming the lights creates more of a spa-like feel if you're showering or soaking in the tub. It's just something that I think just kind of adds a little bit more of a custom element to your bathroom. And if you plan on displaying any art pieces or anything else in your bathroom, you're probably going to want to consider adding a sconce or a can light to highlight this area. Tip seven is to consider a glass shower door. 
A glass shower door makes the bathroom feel larger because it takes up less visual space. Not only does the bathroom feel bigger, but your shower will feel more spacious when you're standing in it. And this is especially true if you go with a floor to ceiling shower glass enclosure. And speaking of a shower enclosure, I highly recommend that you enclose your shower. We had an open shower in our last house, meaning it was just open to the bathroom. There was no door that you opened and closed. And it was so cold when we showered. We didn't build that house, so we didn't design it, but it was cold unless you were directly under the water. So just learn from my mistake. I recommend putting a door in your shower. Tip eight is to choose functional yet beautiful vanity mirrors. Your primary bathroom should not have bland, boring, just slab mirrors unless you plan to cover the entire wall with a mirror and have sconces installed into the mirror. And that looks really good. So it's just kind of a wall of mirror with the sconces in there. But there are two ways you can create a custom look with mirrors. What we did actually is the first option. You can frame your mirrors by taking a simple slab mirror and customize it with a frame that is created out of the same material as your cabinets. And this creates a fully custom look because the whole vanity area flows and appears as one customized piece. There is a photo of what I'm talking about in the episode show notes. You can see what my bathroom looks like and how the whole vanity wall just looks like one custom piece because that's what it is. But All we had for the mirror was just a simple slab mirror, but you'll see how adding the frame around it just creates a custom look. The other option is to purchase a mirror that you would use in any other room in the house. In other words, purchase a mirror that isn't typically a bathroom mirror. I've added some ideas in the show notes just to give you an idea of what I'm thinking about and some beautiful options. Okay, the last tip, tip nine, is to keep bathroom hardware and fixtures consistent. Now, not everyone agrees with us, and that's totally fine. I personally prefer to have all of the hardware and fixtures in my primary bathroom to be the same finish. And I'm kind of like this with my whole house. If it's a room, I want all hard fixtures to be the same color. However, I add tons of metal mixing when it comes to my accents. For example, in my primary bathroom, the light fixtures, the plumbing fixtures, the cabinet hardware, everything is nickel. But then I have accents that are gold. We have the bench where the tub can be installed in the future. That bench has beautiful gold legs. We have other accents that have gold in the bathroom. And that's how I prefer to decorate keep all the actual fixtures that are attached. I like to keep those the same finish. However, you can mix metals however you want. It is really common with big designers to mix metals. I just personally don't do that or I haven't done that in my house, but you are free to do that and your house will look great. One other little tip I have is that The easiest way to choose hardware for your primary bathroom or any bathroom for that matter is to choose a family of hardware and just go with that. 
For example, in my bathroom, we chose a beautiful family of hardware from the Delta collection and all of our fixtures match each other because they were all from this family. Our shower head, our sink faucets, everything. The only thing that we didn't do was we branched out and we got different cabinet knobs. And you can see pictures of all of this and find out more about the hardware that we put in our bathroom. You can see that in the show notes. Okay, so there we go. That was a lot of information. We covered nine tips to help you design a functional primary bathroom that is perfect for the way your family lives. And I hope going over this helps you feel more confident in your own choices and helps you feel confident in designing a bathroom that makes sense for your family, not just anybody. I want this to make sense for your family. For example, if you don't want a tub, don't do a tub. Not a big deal at all. That's my biggest tip of all. You do you. This is your home. So design it in a way that makes sense for your family. What might be functional for one family and their primary bathroom might be totally different than what you need. So take the tips we went over today and use them to truly consider how to make your bathroom functional for you. That's all we have today. Again, if you want to learn more about my Before You Build program, which will help you build a home you absolutely love. I'm not a builder. I just help women prepare for the home build process. I help them prepare in a way that helps you clarify your vision, such crystal clear detail that you can explain it to your builder. They can bring it to life and you'll just be super happy with the final product. You can find out more about the Before You Build program at carolineondesign.com backslash before dash you, Y-O-U, dash build. All right, friend, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, it would be awesome if you could take a minute to rate and review the Before You Build podcast. By doing this, you are personally helping me reach even more people who are ready to build the home of their dreams. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Bye.